internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Oh, man. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back in the old stewed. <laughs> back in the stewed, talking about meat. Talking about meat. Listen, we should say once again, content warning right here at the top. We're going to be talking about the production and consumption of meat. Teresa and I are both meat eaters, so we will be discussing it in most likely a positive way. Now, if you haven't listened to the last episode, part one of our charcuterie uh, and cheese board trifecta, sure. Sure. We're doing two episodes on charcuterie because, surprisingly, there's a lot to talk about. So much. And then part three is going to be cheese board. So last week, let's see, we talked about the origin of it. We talked Mm -hmm. about the different types of it. Uh, a lot about like everything you need to know right up until kind of the arrangement and consumption. And right. Stuff. So all of the background biz, right. the history and such. Um, and then this week we are going to talk about, but how do I do it? <laughs> yes. Right? But how does one charcute? How, how does it work? Yes. Listen, I've seen other charcute. I'm aware that some people have charcuted. <laughs> I want to charcute. I do. Both I want to be the charcuter and the charcutee. Well, I don't know how you do the smoking. I think you have to go to school for that. Oh, no. Sorry. Let me rephrase. Okay. okay. I want to arrange the charcuterie. Yes. And I it. want to consume the charcuterie. I want people perhaps to- purchase it. Perhaps. I would like people to look at my charcuterie and be like, oh, dang. I've never seen charcuterie like that before. I see. But I would also like to consume charcuterie in a way that someone might say, I've never seen someone charcuterie so well. Okay. Yes. All so, of those things we yes. will address. Whatever you can do mm-hmm. to make me my charcutist, uh, <laughs> that would just be incredible. Yeah. Because now I'm charcuterie, right? <laughs> but I want to be charcuter. Uh-huh. And maybe the charcuterist. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. I I can't believe you got through all that. Oh, no, me neither. I couldn't do it again <laughs> if I tried. Okay. One of the things that we talked about last week is the when, when one creates a charcuterie board, strictly speaking, it is only meat. Correct. Now, most of us don't really consume... A lot of just meat with our hands. There's usually accoutrement. Or right? it's a pro. I mean, like you could say, like you know, a chicken drumstick, right? That's meat with your hand, but that's a pro. That's right. a thing. Yes, I see right. what you're saying. But if if I was offered just a plate of meat, I might be able to take maybe one or two. But I, I'd be like, but where's the where's the rest of it? Yes. And that's where's the thing that makes me not feel like an animal monster? <laughs> yes. Okay. Those are some of the accoutrement. We're going to speak of today. My favorite, honeycomb, raw honeycomb, not the cereal, right? But like the like, oh, what it's dipped in honey, uh, and it's got the little hexagons. Oh, and it's drizzling, <laughs> it's drizzling honey everywhere, like that. Um. So, this is why they're very big, just as even an appetizer or as even like a main course in restaurants, right? Because there's so many things you can do with it, and it's real hard to mess it up. Yeah. This is why chefs love it. Well, I can see that, too, because you also, like you said, if it's just the meat, right, it can feel a little samey. 
mm-hmm. when you're getting into your accoutrement, this is where a lot of places have fun with it. And they're like, this is our house-made jam, or mm-hmm. this is like an artisanal bread. You know? Or like people can pickle their own pickles. Sure. Uh, brine their own olives. Like macerate fruit things like that yeah you gotta let it like uh sugared almonds Mm -hmm. or some kind of nuts you know so many options yes um maybe some cheetos (laughs) i've never seen cheetos on there not yet hi welcome to my restaurant all right um so here's the thing you could just give people a pile of meat that's not attractive, though, Teresa. It's not attractive. No, I, I, that's not the nicest way to... Re- you wouldn't want... Uh, well, I take that back. I was about to say that's the bad way to present any food, but lots of food is presented as, here's a pile of food. <laughs> like a salad, really, if you think about it's it. It's a pile. Just a pile of food, spaghetti. Poutine. It's often just a poutine, just a pile of food, nachos. Yep. Um, those I take those it back. Weird Perhaps pi- a sandwich is a pile, if you think about it. <laughs> it's a structured pile. Well, sure, but it's still a pile. So what you should probably start with, is a nice serving board could be a cutting board that's what we've used yes could be a a serving platter a tray i've seen um chefs serve these on like slates Mm -hmm. yes um also mirrors yes we've seen that um you could also get whimsical with that you yeah. know, I would maybe like to see a cheese, like a charcuterie board that's like an old board game board that's been thoroughly cleaned. Of course. But I think that would be really fun. That would be fun. Right? Yeah. Or like reclaimed wood planks. Yes. Once again, thoroughly cleaned. Thoroughly cleaned. Um, But just about anything you could think of. Here's a- Large here, flat surface. Let me give you all a little tip from okay. Travis to okay. you. Okay. If you go to Ikea, right, they will often have an area that is like pieces- Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this was damaged, or not everything came in this box or whatever, so you can just buy pieces. And often, you can find those, like, butcher block, like, tabletops, or any tabletop, really, mm-hmm. and just buy the tabletop without, like, the legs or the uh, anything else, all right? So you can get a really nice, like, butcher block tabletop that you can use as, like, a serving tray or as something like that, um, that you can use all on your own without having to buy the whole thing. Do make sure that it's small enough that you could lift it and well, yes, and that's the, the thing. You, I mean, you could you could chop it down. Oh, you know? sure. Not uh, everyone has that luxury. Well, that's true. But that is a little secret. If you want to go get, I mean, you could probably find something that's like in table size mm-hmm. instead of like dining room table size. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is what I was per- uh, picturing. Yes, maybe not that. Thrift stores are a great place to yes, get this indeed. kind of stuff too. Um, a lot of like like metal cocktail trays are really great for this um you know things in life used to be a lot more formal than they are now Mm -hmm. so there's lots of really great china and um lots of really great glassware and all kinds of stuff especially cheaper if you're only buying one piece of it exactly at like a thrift store so let your imagination run wild. And if you think about it, what we're talking about, like these kinds of party tray things, are a little bit vintagey. So I think it's really fun. It's I feel like we're getting into a lot of like fixer uppers. Like, and I think it's fun, but I think it it like matches the tone well that your like set doesn't have to necessarily match or that it can be look a little quote unquote dated right because what we're talking about is like kind of a cocktail party feel where it's a communal eating experience instead Mm -hmm. of like everybody getting an individualized plate exactly um 
So I think that we spoke a little bit about portion size earlier, but I want to reiterate, uh, if you're doing an appetizer charcuterie board, think about like two ounces of meat and accoutrement per person. Yes. Uh, and if it's meant to serve as a main course, double it. Um, but here's the thing, right? It's supposed to be easy. Yes. It's supposed to be accessible and really hard to mess up. So if you go to, like we have, we have a cheese counter at our Kroger mm-hmm. that I have just kind of like perused, getting the little, the little off cuts. Yeah. You could probably do the same at, at your, your local deli. And find things that are interesting and fun. Um, but what what do we do? What do we put on it? Meat? Yes. I mean, that's a good start, right? It's a good start. So what you want is a variety. Yes. Right? Because these are, these are essentially one bite tastes. You know what would be good yeah. that I've never seen? A barbecue charcuterie board. There's no way I'm the first person to think like barbecue. Oh, like barcuterie. Yes, barbecuterie, something like that, where there's like a little bit of smoked sausage, a little bit of brisket, maybe like you know a little uh, like pulled pork, mm-hmm. right? That you can like scoop onto a or thing. Smoked turkey breast. Or smoked turkey breast. Mm. I'm saying barbecuterie. <laughs> it's almost there. I'll almost. figure it out. Chard. <laughs> wait, charcuterie. There oh, it is. Oh, there yes. it is. Oh, I got there. I'm so worried. And you know what? If anybody's listening to this and they say, I'm going to steal that from my restaurant, that's totally fine. But if I ever come into your restaurant, I get once for free. Not all the time. <laughs> I would not take advantage of that. But the first time I come there, I'm taking it, right? there. I get one for me, right? That's my taste right off the top. Okay. All right. Um. So think about- Put that on a nice mesquite board. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Do they make mesquite? Bo- okay, they so, certainly do. Okay. Mesquite smoked wood. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, but can you get a mesquite tray? I don't see why not. Okay. Um, okay, so think about textures first of all. Make sure that you have a variety. You want some firm like sausage, and maybe some spreadables. Right, pate right? usually mm-hmm. does well. Something, and we should also say, just even though we have that content warning at the top, all of these there are in this day and age vegetarian and vegan options for so many things it's true i think you could put together a pretty rocking vegan charcuterie board and have it serve the exact same purpose and be thoroughly enjoyed the exact same right absolutely so when we're talking about like just if you want to in your head tack on vegan to all of this and i think it applies (laughs) universally um, and in that same way, the textures are going to be different when you include something dry, mm-hmm. something cured or smoked and cooked. Like there are, find the different ways of preparing and that also will usually clue you in on what it's going to taste like. I would also recommend um, trying to get things in small, like even if they don't come this way, in sections. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, for example, prosciutto, sometimes you can get like a long strip of it. Right. Maybe pre-cut that into sections. So somebody picking it up isn't picking up like a whole slice of meat. Exactly. Right. So that they can pick it up basically with two fingers and be able to eat it. Another reason I mentioned pulled pork, but I wouldn't want anything too saucy, like mm-hmm. sauce based mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that, because then it's like, what do I how do I get it? And you're making you're adding a step. Yeah, you have to kind of spoon it it onto. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and in the same way, when you think of a variety of textures and a variety of cooking methods, you also get a variety of flavor, right? So if something is smoked, obviously, it's probably going to taste smoky, yes, right? More than something that has been salted, right? probably also with other spices. So yes. depending upon how much maybe like peppercorns are in the party, that also is like the spice, right? And speaking of spice, I would also say that while I think it is acceptable to have a spicy thing, mm-hmm. uh, like a spicy sausage or spicy, there's spicy smoked, you know, meat, that you could have, I think if you're going to do that, if it is a especially spicy, like oh, this is a habanero sausage, I think you need to make sure that that is denoted somewhere clear and obvious. Yes. Uh, so that someone who is tasting the board, who maybe doesn't like spicy things or maybe has a bad reaction to it, uh, knows ahead of time. That's just a helpful mm-hmm. hint. And don't forget that there are also sugar cured meats. Um, so there's there can also be a sweeter end of the yes. pot. To take from as well. I said it last week and I'll say it again, but like brown sugar bacon makes mm. a really great addition to your cheese board. Um, and as we're talking about arrangements, like I mentioned, little signs. Are you going to get to little signs? Absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. Um, do your research though. Um, do remember that even though, say, I want some salami, salami from different regions can taste different, right? So you might be able to do even a whole like salami board, yep. right? Just depending upon where it was, uh, where the meat is from, where it was cured, and all of that stuff. So I- it can it can be pretty exciting to just sample everything because even if you think that you know, you might not know. You know. And listen, I mentioned it last uh, last week. What what day? What day I mentioned it? it last week. Don't discount bologna. Listen, we're all thinking. I oh, I see Teresa making a face because you're all thinking of that like has like a weird plastic <laughs> casing on it, Oscar Mayer stuff, right? But the there's one. there is really nice. There is nice <laughs> bologna that is like very good bologna, like bologna of bologna. Well, I'm saying like that idea of like me, like you can get really good version of it right that is a softer um it's like somewhere between like a cured meat and a pate where it has a softer you know bite to it and it's mm-hmm. not as chewy mm-hmm. um i i think the i had a cheese board uh, or meat board at a restaurant called bazaar b a z a a r in Las Vegas, where the like charcuterie was like all different versions of like fancy bologna, oh. and it was really good. <laughs> all right, I'll because they a put try. like different stuff in. It's really good. That's really good. All right, okay. So let's talk about vessels, conveyance from the board to your mouth. Okay. Now, if it's something like a dry cured sausage, pick it up with your fingers. Yes, it's totally fine. It like. It's kind of drier and firmer, and, you know, if you just want a taste of that, that's okay. No worries about that. For a lot of other things, you are going to want to put them on a piece of bread or a cracker. Um, And this is more centered like we want kind of a rustic feel to the bread. Mm -hmm. I feel like we talked about the last time um, grilled bread. Yes. Sometimes is very good with this kind of stuff, as well as the crackers, um, and they should be higher end but plainer, right? Because you don't want 
You're, you're showcasing the meat. Showcasing the meat. So probably not like a Ritz cracker, something buttery like that. That's yeah. going to Too flavorful. Things. Anything that's like a Trisket that's like super salty or like right. spiced with or flavored with something, herbed with something. A lot of places really like um, just cream crackers mm-hmm. or saltines are or like the, Yeah, the wafery kind where it's like yeah. a little bit of sesame isn't bad sometimes, like a sesame cracker. Now let me ask you a question, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're still... Either, I mean, not all the time, but picking up with your fingers to put on bread to carry to your mouth. Yes. So is it just a showy thing, that extra step that you're not just picking it up and putting it in your mouth? Or is it like, what? why Why do you think it's like, okay, to pick up sausage with your fingers and put it straight in your mouth? But if I just like picked up a piece of salami and put it in my mouth, I should put that on a cracker. Is it just like... It's about exploring all of the kind of... The variety okay. on the plate. And sure, the meats are going to taste great, but you want to kind of mix it up and find different combos and and see what maybe maybe the saltiness of this spread brings out the sweetness of this and yes. then the creaminess and like all this kind of these I'm reminded of Okay, in the movie Ratatouille. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a scene where Remy, the said rat, is trying to teach his brother mm-hmm. about flavor combinations, right? And you can see where they've illustrated it. He puts a good one thing in his mouth and it looks a certain way in kind of like his imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like bright dots. You all cannot see the amazing hand movements Teresa's doing right now. It's incredible. <laughs> And there's music accompanying it because the whole thing is about music too. So then he had hands him a different thing uh-huh. and it's kind of like smooth and mellow and and you know creamy around the mouth. And then he tells them he tells him to taste the two together and it becomes more of like a full song, right? These two counter melodies work around each other and complement each other. And that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. When you are selecting meats and crackers and breads and accoutrement. And I'll tell you, as someone who has eaten many a charcute in his life, um, this is why you most often find some kind of imbalance, right, in proportion. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's more meat than there is bread and, you know, jam and whatever. Or there's too much cheese or whatever. Because most of the time, as Teresa was saying, it's not meant to be you get an equal portion of everything in every bite. Right. So this isn't like building the perfect sandwich every time. Take a perfect bite. It is like try a little of this. Try a little of that. Right. This can be eaten on its own. This needs to go with that. But this is where I think that can be a little bit intimidating for people when they sit down and they say, I don't know what to put with what. And the secret is there is no wrong answer. Exactly. It's it's about trying it. Right. And if you find a combination where like, oh, that is very good. Right, great. You like that combination. It might be that the person across the table from you eating the same plate would try that same combination and not like it. Mm-hmm. One of you is not right and one of you is not wrong. It is just that you enjoyed those flavor combinations and they didn't. And that's like why it, that's why it doesn't come pre-portioned with like this on this and this on this and this exactly. and this. Because there is no, right, they just said, here's a bunch of good tasting things. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you'll like this. you like. Um, so talking about the, here's a bunch of great tasting things, you can try and arrange certain things to go with certain things. Well, I would love to talk about the arranging of stuff, but first, 
I think it's time for a thank you note to our sponsors. All right. So here is a true story. Today, Teresa and I took Bibi to her first dentist appointment. She was amazing. She did incredible. Listen, she was totally down. And do you know why? Because here in this house, in the McElroy home, toothbrushing is very important. Dental care is very important. Uh, I have. I wish, I wish that I had BB's diligence when I was her age, right? It took me forever to learn to appreciate how important dental health care is. And now I take it very seriously, which is why I use a Quip toothbrush. Because I had so many dentists recommend to me electric toothbrushes over the years, and I could not get over how bulky they were, or they would hurt my gums, or like I would travel and I didn't want to take them with me. And Quip has a solution for all of that. They are not bulky. They're only like 2% larger than a like regular size toothbrush. They have sensitive vibrations. It's not going to make your tongue bleed or your gums bleed or anything like that. And it has a built-in two-minute timer to make sure that you are brushing your teeth for the allotted time. Listen, none of us do it. I thought I was. And then I started using Quip. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's only 30 seconds. And <laughs> I thought I was done. And every three months, they'll send you new brush heads so that like, you can change your brush head on schedule, which none of us are doing. Listen, let's get it together. Let's get our teeth healthier, take care of yourself, and it starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash manners. It's a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash manners to get your first refill free. So, right now, getquip.com slash manners. Do it. Schmanners is is brought to you in part this week also by Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello. Wait, are you fresh in this circumstance? Am I saying hello to you? No, Hello Fresh. Okay. Makes cooking d- delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in your kitchen. Um, it is a food delivery service. Oh, that we love includes, those step by step recipes and pre measured ingredients, so that you can have. Everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Oh, which is so great. It's easy to adjust your schedule as well. Um, You can skip a week whenever you want. There are lots of different food preferences. um, And you can really experiment and see what you like, what you don't like. Uh, go through and change your menu and, you know, have a great time with it. And one of my favorite things is the skills you learn while cooking, like the the, the, the meals they send you, mm-hmm. then they become applicable to other meals. So, like, even if you're not cooking a HelloFresh meal, you're like, I remember how to do this. I remember, you know, what this term means that I found in my grandmother's recipe book <laughs> or whatever, right? It's teaching you as you're doing it. Exactly. Um, so for a total of $80 off in your first month. What? So $20 off for your first four boxes. That's wow. how that divides yes. off. Uh, visit HelloFresh.com slash Schmanners80. That makes sense. Yes, you need so to enter the promo yeah, okay. code Schmanners80 to get $80 off in your first month. That's a total of four boxes. Uh, once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash manners 80 promo code schmanners 80 for a total of $80 off for your first month macho man to the top rope 
The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah, dig it. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the words word for biography and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy! I'm Dave Holmes. I am the host of the rebooted podcast formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree! Okay. So how do I arrange so that I trick people into eating what I want them to eat? <laughs> well, think about the board as having kind of quarters, right? Uh-huh. I always do. And you quarter it so that anything like touching kind of goes together. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you've got four sides in the top corner to the right is one thing that kind of also goes in the bottom corner to the right, kind of also goes in the top corner to the left, right? right. And we kind kind of work those ways around. But you also need to think about, um, like you said, the portion sizes. You mentioned that with like prosciutto specifically. Right. Um, some other th- shapes you can make is you can fold a, a larger slice into halves or quarters. Yes. Um, you can kind of like pile things up elegantly like you know volcano style also i'm going to give you a very important word here when it comes to arranging your charcuterie board ramekins get yourself a nice set of little ramekins right well that's for the the bits and bobs well right? that's what i'm saying so you can get put a little jelly in there so it doesn't get all over the place put your nuts in there so it doesn't get over the place if you want some like crumbly something in there right it's a mm-hmm. get a nice decorative ramekin can be a good centerpiece for those quarters you were talking about. Certainly. We have a set uh, of serving dishes that I really, really enjoy that are four quarters with like an oval separate dish in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. And that's perfect. We don't so much use that for charcuterie, though you could, but it's perfect for like here are four things that you could dip in the center thing. Exactly. But I like thinking about them in quarters. That's a good way to think about it. Um, If you have a cured sausage, you can cut a few slices off, leave the knife uh, close by to the plate so that people can after after a while they've seen how you've cut it they can cut their own size slices and if you want to announce out loud this is how i do it <laughs> everyone watch me do it and then do it that way people love that at a party oh, oh do they they do Here's they love being else. told how to do stuff do check to make sure that uh the casing 
for some of these high quality like smoked sausages is meant to be eaten because mm-hmm. some are not. So you may have to remove the casing, which yes. is very easy. Usually if you slice off the end, you can kind of just peel it off banana style. And yes, trust me from experience, peel off the outside before you slice it into slices. It is way easier, especially- It's easier to cut too. Yes, yes, a thousand percent. Um, You can also like label the things on your board if you want to. I don't tend to really do that um, because I find I feel like it's part of the discussion over the plate. Ooh, what's this? And how does this? And what's that? Here's why I think it can be very important. Okay. If there is a mixture, because as we mentioned, right, like say you have something on the plate that contains pork, something on the plate that contains beef, something on the plate that contains like or some something that is cured with nuts in it, right? Mm-hmm. Something I allergens and food, uh, like nutritional thing of like aversions. I think is a good way to think sure. of it, right? Of if you do not know, like for example, our friends and us are very close knit, right? I know which friends eat what, and I know if any of them have allergies at this point, right? So when we throw parties, I wouldn't really worry about it. But if you're doing like a mixer or you're having like a housewarming party and inviting people from the neighborhood or whatever, exactly. and you don't know that, that is a very, very important thing that you, at the very least, tell people, make sure to say like, this is, you know, meat. This is not vegan. This is whatever. And you can go all the way from one end to the other. So there are little fancy toothpick, like cocktail stick like flags you can put right. on things if you're using a slate board some people use uh those chalk pens right right on it i wouldn't you recommend can do that if it's a mirror too there's yeah. like glass writing pens that mm-hmm. you can use i wouldn't recommend using just regular stick chalk because then you that'll get in your food dusty but use the pens um or you can even just take a post-it note fold it in half so that it stands up and write it there. Do it that way. Uh, I will also say this is uh, just because I've thought about it now based off of like allergies. Our daughter has a walnut allergy, so I've become very aware of it. There's another way where ramekins can be really useful that you can set them off to the side mm-hmm. without having them touching the things that are on the plate. Right. So that way, if someone has a nut allergy, they can still consume things that are on the plate without having to worry about it being cross-contaminated um, by, by uh, allergens. Okay. So... Here is the last grouping of things that you can put on your board. Okay. The little Army men. snackums. Oh. Okay. Little snackums. You could put, you could put, okay, how fun would this be? Okay. To do a charcuterie board that's like a, uh, that's like a game board, right? Uh-huh. That's like, say it's like Candyland and then have the Candyland pieces holding up signs that say what's on the board. I mean, that would be super cute as long as you could clean everything thoroughly. I'm saying, yes, you would have to clean it thoroughly. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Teresa, of course. Don't put some dirty Candyland board up there, but I'm saying that would be cute. Okay. Or so, army men holding signs would be cute, too. A whole toy-themed charcuterie. I should put this on my Pinterest page. Okay, go on. All right. How do we not have a Schmanner's Pinterest page? I don't know. How, we've been going for 600 episodes, and this is the first Not time we've- 600 okay. episodes. But we should. Yes. I'll work on it. Somebody will work on it. Somebody will definitely do it. <laughs> okay. So, One of our dedicated schmannies out there will do it. These extra schmannies. I don't know. Schmanners fanners. But that's already taken for the Facebook group. But that still can be their name. I mean, I guess that's true. So, like we talked about, the extra business is all fun and games. 
We're talking until someone loses an eye. <laughs> we're talking mustards. We're talking jams. We're talking honey. We're talking um, nuts and pickles and olives and cocktail uh, onions. What and, have you? And really, just anything that sounds like a good time. I do suggest that you have something sweet, something savory, something crunchy. Yes. Okay. Um, so if you're going to go with three separate things, I would go with jam, mustard, and nuts. I like that. I also think it's fun if you can, right, to do a theme thing, right? For example, uh, I have before had a charcuterie board that was very, like, German-inspired, right? So then they had, like, a uh, Bavarian-style mustard a beer jelly, which was really good, and mm. some like, uh, you know, like candied walnuts, right? And it felt very like of a piece. I think anytime that is, I think the only requirement that you have that you can look and say, I think this goes with this, this goes with this, and this would taste good with this. I think, for example, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just go to like my refrigerator and grab out three things and three meats and put them on the tray together right i would try to think in terms of like these look good together and they don't taste terrible together <laughs> right sure for example here's a good example okay a brown sugar bacon mm -hmm. i don't know would go as well with like a whole grain mustard Certainly. Right? But it might go well with a honey mustard, mm -hmm. right? Or something along or those Or it would lines. probably go well with, like, walnuts or almonds. Right. Exactly. Right? So just, just that I wouldn't want to have a bunch of smoked stuff with, I don't know, a bunch of spicy. I don't know. Maybe you would. But and I'm saying so think about it. Have a plan. Have a plan. But these extra cute, like, these extra snackums are not going on your charcuterie bite okay these are for in-betweens especially the pickles the olives the onions the nuts those things don't try and like balance it on top of your meats uh if you're using a spread well we're getting to that right now okay so um, spreads spreads <laughs> we talked about pates um those are also considered spreads so the way that you want to build your bite is your um, your conveyance method, either cracker or bread, plus a spreadable, which can be one of the pâtés, can also be the jam, can also be the honey, can Whatever also be the- Whatever the bite cement is. Right, the, the meat cement sure. is what you need. And then a meat on top. Try not to put too, too many meats together. I have seen people do like, two different types of fish but individual meats individual this is about meats the meat. is really what you want to go for and listen this is travis over here Teresa's not looking listen to me i can be a bit of a meat monster <laughs> we've talked about it already a a charcuterie is not your chance to like fill up especially not at a party right it's about the bite right so you're not trying to create like a dagwood style biggest bite you can <laughs> You're not trying to Scooby-Doo it over here, all right? This is petite bites, right? This is a single bite thing, right? If you have made a charcuterie bite that takes you more than one bite to do, you've made it too large, right? And so if you have larger pieces of bread, it's perfectly fine to use just a corner of it, yes. right? Don't have to like rip it up or cut it off 
All you need to do is put your spread on just that corner, little slice of meat, just that corner, bite it off, and then you can use that bread for the rest of the stuff, right? Yes. You can reuse that crackers. You want to try and put in your mouth all at once um, because of the, you know, the crumbly nature. And they're also often reserved for softer meats, right? We talked about fish. Yes. A nice smoked salmon or something on there, quite oh, nice. Oh, with a nice pumpernickel. Ooh. But we're talking about crackers. Yes. So um, you probably want to put that whole cracker in your mouth at once. Right. So build it a little smaller. Right. <laughs> you and know? That, this is the other thing, too, from uh, former recovering meat monster Travis McRoy. Um, especially if you're like out at a restaurant and you've like ordered a charcuterie for the table, right? Try to give everyone an opportunity to try some of everything, mm -hmm. right? Like I mentioned at the beginning, right? What the first thing always springs to my mind is like the honeycomb, right? It can usually be fairly small hunk of it, right? Don't just pick up the whole thing and pop it in your mouth. Don't pick up a ramekin of nuts and take it like a shot, right? <laughs> like I would like to see that actually. Well, no, that'd be terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like just unhinge your jaw, <laughs> right? Like if there is a thing of pate, right? Take take a hunk of it. Don't like scoop the whole thing up. Put it on one piece of bread and eat it all at once. It right? It's not recommended that you scoop. Right. anything right on a charcuterie board uh don't think of anything as a dip think of it as a spread right and like if you're thinking like for example say there are four pieces of candied bacon on the plate and there are four people at the table you should get one of them yeah and if you say maybe only eat one of say three meats on the plate we'll get to this when we do questions in the next episode but this is an opportunity where you say, like, I'm not going to eat these two if anybody want, wants extra of that, right? Sure. And then figure it out from there. But don't don't try to fill yourself up off a of party charcuterie. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to talk about. Uh, what are we going to slide all this down our gullet with? The liquid. Okay. Right? I was going to say, like, your esophagus. <laughs> Probably wine, right? Okay. Wine is recommended. Although, although lots of places, especially um, like if they're a, like a sharing meat board kind of place, also recommend coffees and teas that can go really well with their meats. Um, and you can always fall back on lemonade. It's recommended a lot because it will kind of act as a palate cleanser, right? Yes. Lemonade is really good for that. As I long would, as it's not too, too, like, sweet. I think you can make a strong case for certain kinds of beer, depending on the nationality or influences of the two. Certainly. As I mentioned, like an Oktoberfest kind of charcuterie, mm -hmm. right? I think that if you went with a blonder, I don't think you want to go with anything too hoppy or too, uh, uh, like, rich, right? I think you want something that... You don't want something that has a palate all its own and uh, like a flavor all of its own that you have to deal with. This mm -hmm. is where I think like a lager or a pilsner would do you pretty good instead of like some kind of ale. Sure. Yeah. Um, if you're in doubt of, of the wine, may I suggest a Riesling? Uh, because again, it usually has a lemony flavor that acts as a palate cleanser. It's usually quite a dry, thin wine. Um, as opposed to like a Zinfandel or Pinot Noir or Port even. 
um, which will go with certain meats quite well. Um, for pork, it's recommended that something like a port would bring out the sweetness mm-hmm. of the pork. Um, but, you know, like I said, lemonade's great, too. Lemonade's fine. There you go. Maybe some soda. <laughs> nice lemon lime seltzer. Who knows? Uh, sure. You know what? You do you. That's going to do it for part two of charcuterie. Sh- it, yes. Part Partutery. Partutery. Thank you. Oh, Thank please you. name it that. Partutery? That sounds weird. <laughs> sounds like toots. Um, so next week will be all about cheese plates, right? And that'll be mm-hmm. part three. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like these two episodes, be sure to tell people about it. I feel like we've gone really in depth here. We're yeah. really getting into we're solving this whole charcuterie thing. Yeah. People are gonna love it. I'm there this. for you guys. Yeah, this is important. Um Let's see. What else? Uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. Uh, make sure to listen to all the other schmanners. They're really great. Tell a friend. Share us around. Help us grow. Grow the audience. And then if you want to discuss it, I remember this time, you can go on Facebook and join the fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, where you can uh, give and get excellent advice from our listeners. Awesome. Um, also, we want to thank... T- uh- Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art and our Twitter is at Schmanners cast. That's where we get a lot of our uh, fan submission questions Mm -hmm. for each episode, um, which we will be tackling. I promise. I promise. I promise. Thank you for submitting those. If you'd like to submit a topic, you can reach us at schmannerscast at gmail.com. That is the best way to do that because it's easily searchable. Yes. Uh, And so please submit those topic suggestions there. Um, Also, thank you to Brent, Brentlefloss Black, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. That's it's a banger. So go and get that ringtone. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for that beautiful banner photo of that is showcased on the Schmanners Fanners Facebook group. Thank you so much to our assistant, Alex, who puts my uh, my ramblings into some sort of uh, intelligible order. Do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, hey, you know what you can do? What? You could go to iTunes, <gasps> rate, review, and subscribe. I could? You really could. Okay. We love it. Then I will. That helps our show a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us this week. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.